Hi, I'm Becky Eakins, business mindset and lifestyle coach for occupational therapists. I focus on creating a freedom-based online business, helping OTs to package up their skills in unique and exciting offers that feel so good that they sell with ease in the online space. Since leaving the profession of OT, I have now worked with hundreds of clients online, helping them to create a life they feel inspired by. In this podcast, I will talk about the lifestyle goals, mindset and strategy you need to create your own life of freedom. Today, I wanted to talk about van life, but specifically van life with kids and a business. So for those that don't know what van life means, it's basically living in a camper van, um, something that I've done on and off for many years now. So an OT recently talked to me about her dream to be able to use OT skills and live in a van. And she said something. She said, I'm not sure that this is realistic. And so I was just like, oh, my goodness. No, it is so realistic. It is so possible to be able to do that. But it's not necessarily the dream that you might expect. Um, So I just wanted to share about my experiences of living in a camper van, the good, the bad, the ugly, and just just give you an oversight. And then you can decide whether it's something that you want to pursue or not after you've heard the honest appraisal. And just, you know, to say that you can use your OT skills in so many ways. And you can create a business that does allow for this kind of lifestyle. Um, But to start with, I didn't use my OT skills, but later on, I realized I could have made this transition a whole lot easier um, and I could have kept my OT registration. So we've always had vans, VWs. um, So the first van we got was a VW T4, a yellow van. It was originally a breakdown company that had it and then we took it on and uh, my ex-husband he ripped apart all the inside of it and kitted it out and converted it into a beautiful yellow camper van so that was our first one but we outgrew that van and we wanted to live in the camper van so rather than just going away for you know a few weeks at a time we actually were doing quite a lot of traveling by then and we wanted to be able to live in it so we upgraded to a VW Crafter long wheelbase um, and that gave us a lot more space and again um, my ex converted it and uh, the kids had like bunk beds at the back we had a little shower and toilet area a sink and a cooker and you know cupboard space and all of that and then at the front was kind of like a dining area that was actually the the double bed as well so it was still very compact but it had a lot more space and the big difference between the two vans was we could stand up in the second van which makes a massive difference (laughs) Um, So when I initially designed the life of freedom that I desired, it did involve living in a camper van, Um, just because we'd always had a camper van. We've traveled Europe many times over in it. Um, The kids have just always camped. Um, When my daughter was six weeks old, she was already camping. 
Uh, and my son has just been out ever, ever since he was born. So my son, actually, he learned to walk in Switzerland. I think he was just nine months old when we were traveling Europe. And um, we've just got these beautiful memories of him. He's just like trying to catch butterflies and then he keeps falling over. Um, and there's just this stunning backdrop of uh, mountains, uh, such happy memories that we had. So the kids really grew up with multiple van holidays. Three to four weeks was always the optimum um, because in those days we were both working as occupational therapists. That was the maximum we could get. But we would go away frequently for long weekends away. But over time, we just really started to realise that when we were away, when we were living in the van, we were happy <laughs> when we came back. We we just felt stressed. So life just seemed to have more natural flow when we were away in the van. And waking up to a different view every day was just beautiful. I really prefer a van to a hotel. Even now, I would still far rather be in a camper van than a hotel just because you've got your home comforts and you can cook. You don't have to rely on other people sometimes when you're in a family it can be so difficult pleasing everybody whereas as the mother you just know what everybody likes and you can just cook it so um when I go you know out with a family I do still find it easier if we've got our own space so I'm not I'm not a big fan of hotels I also don't like it if I get into a hotel and I can't open a window or if there's a view of the car park oh that's awful. Whereas when you've got the camper van, you're just so much closer to nature, you know, like you just open the window or open the door in the morning and you can already hear the sound of the water lapping or um, there might be sheep just wandering around outside the van. Um, there's just nothing like sitting on the top of the van, stargazing or one of my absolute favorite things to do is arrive somewhere, um, what we call wild camping, so not on campsites, but just somewhere that we found on a nap, and we would arrive to a location in the dark and not be able to see anything and park up. And then when you wake up in the morning, it's just like this absolute delight when you realise that you're surrounded by the most panoramic and beautiful views and you had no idea where you was. So I love that about it. I just love the freedom, the flexibility, the fun. Um, but yeah, whenever we returned back to full-time work, a house needing renovating, constant jobs, it just felt that we were constantly drained. And actually, it used to make me really dread the end of a holiday. And so over time, my holidays just grew longer and longer. So three weeks became a minimum and three months is about where I like to sit now for a holiday. I do like to come back and have some stability and have a home base. But three months just just suits us because it's a good amount of time to be away traveling. So at this stage of life, I hadn't actually figured out how to create a good income from online work. So we'd created some level of freedom to be able to live in the van like this and on and off. But 
we hadn't mastered all the pieces about creating a good income. And I was dreaming of creating van life for longer periods. Uh, very often what we would do is live in the van for months at a time over summer. And we would attend back-to-back -back festivals with the kids. So the kids are unschooled and we would travel to lots of different home education festivals, one after the other after the other where they would meet with their friends and um, have a lot of parties and um, there's just a lot of social connection. And then they would also learn different crafts and different skills that they would pick up at these festivals. So it was just such a beautiful lifestyle and we really enjoyed that. So at one stage, we were traveling the beaches of Cornwall and Devon, which is south of England. And we were sat on the beach just, you know, just enjoying ourselves. It was a very good summer that year. And you could hear the bing on our phone, the sound of uh, people um, paying us money on Airbnb at that time because we were renting our house out. Um, so that we could be free. So that was the first stage of us managing to live in the van. And what we used to do is we created some storage in the house and we massively decluttered. So all we had was one box each, big boxes they were, but just one box each. And we would put them into a locked cupboard and then let people stay in our home. And because the home we decluttered so much, it was just like a space. We were kind of getting ready to sell really. So it just felt wonderful to have all of these people just checking into our home with our personal belongings safely secured um, just so that we could be free and, and live in a really nice lifestyle. So that, that felt good. Um, it was a good period for us. But there's an unwritten language that you need to learn to be able to speak when you're a van life family it's not really talked about so much but there's only one space <laughs> in our van anyway for one person to pass in the hallway and of course nobody can access the toilet if somebody's standing there cooking and if anyone wants to bend down you have to make space to bend down like so you need to ask somebody else to move out the way um, and you just you've just basically got to be so careful how you move and you have to learn to guess the movements of others and you end up with some kind of synchronistic flow to family movements. So if I was making breakfast, I might guess that one of the children might need to pass at some stage and you just become predictive as to the movements as everybody else. But there was a lot of friction and there is every time um, we go back into the van for the first time after a while, because it's almost like you've got to relearn this new language, this new pattern of movement and, and just being really calm around others and checking in what everybody needs because you've got to work as a team when the space is so small. I recorded a mindset meditation, one that you can do overnight. Very powerful in terms of helping you create the confidence, the self-belief and deal with any money mindset issues. 
I use these kind of overnight meditations all the time. I've found them incredibly powerful. So I've created a very special one and I'm giving it for free to all of my podcast listeners. You can download it on the show notes. The stop and starting of tasks because you have to adapt to the needs of everyone can be very challenging, especially when you're trying to cook in a very small space. So, you know, sometimes food could take a long time to prepare because of this problem. Um, And of course, you have to always make sure that the pots and things are all clean just because there's literally no space for any mess at all. So you just learn how to cook in a different way. You maybe dress in a different way, wash in a different way. I mean, I know I said we had a bathroom, but it was so tiny, Um, absolutely tiny. (laughs) So, but, you know, the bonus with all of that is that cleaning it would only take a couple of hours at the absolute max instead of, you know, all day or a few days if I was cleaning the house. So as the years progressed, we eventually sold the house to fund more freedom and we bought a one-way ticket to Europe. It had no return date, only we were never meant to go because COVID scuppered those plans a week before we were due to leave. Um, We ended up stranded in the UK. We'd sold our home, we'd got rid of our jobs and so we were kind of homeless and uh, jobless at the start of the pandemic. So it was a bit of a crazy time for us. And we had 11 days of frozen pipes to the van. And that was really tough. The van was scratched by people who didn't like the fact that we were living in the van. There were a lot of haters during COVID. And we just didn't feel as safe to wild camp like we had previously. Um, People thought that we were on holiday, um, I guess, Nobody realised during the pandemic that there were so many of us who were stuck living in vans that didn't have anywhere to go. Uh, There were no campsites open. It was quite a difficult stage. So it was kind of heartbreaking to not make that European trip. But at the same time, we felt better to be stuck in a country um, that we knew um, just when all of that madness was happening. So we kept hearing of friends who were racing over across countries as fast as they could in Europe just to cross borders before each country locked down. And some of the countries were so strict and they weren't allowing children out and, oh, can you imagine? So we were so happy in the end to have not gone. Uh, We just wanted to, to have an easy life. So we chose not to bother going when the borders did open as it just didn't feel like the trip that we had dreamed of. Um, we're very sociable and we we wanted there to be a lot of people when we we traveled Europe again so um so instead we just chose to keep traveling the UK for a few more summers and um and then when the festivals came back we just resumed festival life as we had done before which is always so much fun So we had a beautiful wild camp in North Wales 
when the world started opening up after COVID, we were parked on a road with hundreds of other vans. It was just like everybody came out at the same time. And there was such a party atmosphere. So this was um, Panorama Way. This was like a really beautiful, stunning road in North Wales. The views were gorgeous. It was near a castle. And the vans were just lining up at the edge of the road. And people had pulled out chairs. There were fires. There was music, dancing. Oh, it was just such a great experience. And there's been so many of those moments. One of the best bits about van life people is the community. And just everywhere where you pull up in a van, you can just go and talk to the person in another van. um, Because people are generally really nice. And we've just made so many amazing friends over the years. And uh, the good thing is when van life people come to visit, they always bring their home with them. (laughs) So it makes it easy to have visitors. So the last time we spent three months in the van, and I say the last time because it's never going to be repeated ever again. Um, So my business was quite well established at this stage and I was coaching at that time from the van. And so because of the Internet problems, we were traveling around the UK this particular summer. It was very, very hot summer. And we were traveling in the UK and the Internet is not very good in a lot of the UK, especially the kind of places where we like to camp are in the middle of nowhere. And so there wasn't internet. So we carried Starlink satellite internet with us. So we'd got basically a very pimped up van um, because we put this satellite on top of the camper van um, every time I wanted to do a call. But of course, even when it was on an inverter, it would drain the batteries super quick. So then we would be hoping the sun would come out Whilst I was on the calls, um, and thankfully it did come out a lot, um, in order to recharge the solar panels to provide energy for the internet. But the problem was, then I would be so hot. I mean, imagine being in a tin box on a really hot day. I mean, it's just, it's crazily hot. So then I would have the dilemma, should I put the super fan on? If I put the fan on, then um, that would charge the batteries again. So I was sitting there trying to coach, trying to concentrate. And I was literally so hot. I was just melting on these calls. Um, So that was one of the problems of this trip. Um, But there's so many more. The whole trip was just incredibly challenging. So for, for one, the kids were a lot older by this stage and they had no privacy. So my daughter stays up later than me and she had nowhere to go really um, because because we're all in this very small space. And then we had a new puppy with us and um, this new puppy chose me um, as the person that she should jump on my head every morning at five o'clock for me to get up out of bed and sort her out, which is fine because I'm the early riser, but it wasn't very pleasant day after day. 
And then this was followed by an attempt to try and sneak out quietly, try and have my laptop and everything I might need for work with the dog, the lead and, you know, everything that she might need and try and do all of that without waking people up. And to be honest, it was just stressful. It was a really hot summer in the UK. And by like eight o'clock each morning, I was sat trying to work outside and uh, I was just frazzled. I mean, what a summer. It was lovely. But there was no shade and trying to to get the dogs sorted. Oh, it was just so difficult. And then, of course, there was a lack of privacy to be able to take the calls um, due to the nature of, of what I do. I do need privacy to be able to work. And if I need privacy, I have to kick my family out of the van, all of them. So no matter what the weather they have to go out. So it was just tricky. Um, if I sat in the van, it could be too hot. If I sat out the van, it still could be too hot because there was no shade. Oh dear. It was just a very, very challenging time. I could probably even give you a hundred more reasons why it was hard and why I swore that I am never going in the van with my family a puppy and a business ever again. <laughs> I might do them separately, like I'd love to have a camper van just for me. <laughs> but yeah, as a single person, I think it's okay to be able to work from the camper van. Um, it's got challenges, especially with the internet and electricity. But yeah, no, I wouldn't do that with the family ever again. Um, and the other thing with it is energetically, it's really hard to switch from lazy family beach life. I mean, we were really living so slowly um, in such a beautiful way. And yet in my business, I'm a thriving entrepreneur. Um, I'm really wanting to give energy to people. And it was just a difficult balance. So I could be swimming in the sea one minute and then having to run back just to run a group call there was one time <laughs> where I have been waved out of a pool Beck, Beck, do you know two minutes till you call <laughs> and um yeah sometimes I, I could easily get distracted so despite me not working a lot and I wasn't working many hours a week um, maybe about 15 to 20 at that stage but it did not feel good with the flow of life or business. So the challenge with this kind of lifestyle is that the family are on holiday to three, for three to four months at a time, but I'm still working. So I do lower my hours every summer. Um, I just have to. And I work more like 10 to 15 hours per week these these days during the summer. But even that can be a challenge without the right childcare. Um, they tend to just want to to have me organizing everything and, and me sorting things out. So it it just becomes a challenge. So after many years of van life, <laughs> I've realized it has ups and downs. And I'll be honest, the last time I traveled in a van with two kids and a puppy will literally never be repeated absolutely I will not do in that way again but for me as a mum and a business owner I think I've outgrown van life in that way 
So I found that the best way to travel with kids for me and run a business is Airbnb or holiday rentals where the kids can have a bedroom each and I have space to work with a strong and reliable internet connection. So this is how we spent six months at the start of 2023. I just hired a constant stream of Airbnbs across North Wales, Cornwall, Scotland and Australia. And that just allowed peace of mind and sanity. And certainly when I went to Australia, I went with my parents and my family so that my kids could have um, other people. So if I, uh, in Australia in particular, I spent like two five-hour days working a week and um, my kids would go out with my parents or something and it just means that they're, they're looked after and I don't need to worry about them. So if you want to use your OT skills to create a business that runs online, then just be assured it is possible. There are many options available to you. Um, feel free to send me a message if you want to talk about your personal situation with that. But one piece of travel advice that I do have for anybody who's wanting to set up a business and go traveling is don't go too soon. The start of a business is just such a fragile and vulnerable time. And if you try and add in big and complex plans too soon, you're just going to melt under the stress of it. So it's maybe not so bad for solo travellers, but every time you change a time zone or you choose to travel without good internet, you're just adding in more layers of stress. If you've got little people, they've got their own needs and it just starts adding in more and more layers of difficulty. So certainly this this year's trip with Australia was one of the better ones that I've had just for so many reasons. I hired more, more staff um, so my business could run without me. Just before I went to Australia, I made one last hire and that was massively impactful on my stress levels. I really just relaxed and um, was just able to enjoy myself. Um, the business also had money in it by then. It had got scheduled sales and income. So financially, I was more stable. So I wasn't having to worry um, about making sales. Uh, obviously, they still came while I was away because my business grew. But there wasn't that pressure that there is at the start of a business. And because of that, we were able to hire really beautiful places. So really stunning Airbnbs with swimming pools and um, pool tables and, you know, all sorts of things so the kids could be entertained. Um, and of course, having the support of my family makes a massive difference. So all of those things combined, that is how I will travel in the future. Not hotels. I find hotels very difficult with kids but when planning a life of travel it's good to be realistic that it's not just about driving into the sunset and everything will be perfect because it won't be there'll be challenges in whichever lifestyle you choose um there's going to be some great experiences and there's going to be some challenges but ultimately if you package up your skills so that you're on a higher income and that generally comes with higher ticket offers it's going to allow you more choice when you're making these decisions. So that's the big thing that I would say to you. 
I just wanted to take a moment to share how I help occupational therapists to create their own version of freedom. I help OTs all around the world to design, launch and scale their online business. You will learn how to tap into a deeper understanding of your purpose, your mission and how to turn that into an exciting offer to sell online. I've clients who've hit 3k, 5k, 10k and 15k months. Anything is possible. If it sounds like a good fit, then contact me via the link on the show notes.